Hey guys, you're listening to the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 296, number 296, numero 296. Welcome everybody, welcome back. This is your host Milena speaking. You're tuning in to the English Made Simple Show. You can learn more about the EMS show and what it is all about when you visit EnglishMadeSimple.net. If you want to listen to the podcast straight from the website, simply type in EnglishMadeSimple.net slash podcast. And you will be taken right to the podcast player when you land there. And uh, while you're there, you can find a huge repertoire of the EMS episodes as well as useful resources to help you accelerate your English learning. Thanks everybody for joining me today. Today, we're going to finish our email series on how to write professional emails, how to write emails for work, part three. Part one was most an introduction to this email series. Part two was where you got some juicy examples. You've learned something new in part two. In part two, you learn how to greet someone and how to begin an email so that you don't get stuck completing the email. It's really important to know how to write that opening paragraph or that first sentence in an email because quite often people get stuck right there. And remember, amigos y amigas, emails don't have to be long, okay? Writing emails should not take you hours to write. And guess what? Once you get better at writing emails you'll be spending less time writing emails. So that's what you want to do, okay? Not spending hours and hours writing emails. So today is part three of our series, how to write emails for work. Today, you're going to learn what to write as a conclusion to an email. How do you end an email? What do you write in that last paragraph, if you will, the last sentence of that email? Before we continue with today's show, I better mention that uh, today you'll have the opportunity to repeat after me and learn a couple of new phrases in today's episode. So by repeating the phrases after me, so I'll say the phrases, then you repeat after me, you'll get to practice your pronunciation and your listening skills. Cool. Now, I'll share some examples with you today that you can use straight away. Think of them as templated responses or saved responses that you can use in your emails. Feel free to copy these examples the next time you write an email to someone in English. Okay, so listen up, listen carefully. Maybe you can use it today. Use these examples today if you're in the office right now and listening to the show or you're driving to the office and you're listening to the show and you need to write an email next. <laughs> you need to write someone an email in the office, well, you can use today's examples. That's going to be helpful to you guys. Alrighty, guys. So let's dive in. So after you greet somebody in an email, write that opening sentence. You ask them a question maybe about a project. You follow up with them on a project. Now it's time to close that email. Okay. So in part two, you've learned how to write that opening sentence, how to greet somebody. But today, we're going to learn how to close the email, how to end the email. Please don't forget to close the email, okay? <laughs> so don't just start with a question and not finish that email when you're writing to someone. There's nothing more rude if you email someone without saying, 
thanks for your help or hope you can help me out or look forward to hearing from you soon. Okay, these are examples of closing statements. Imagine receiving an email that goes something like this. Hi, John, have you got an update on project XYZ? And that's it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like it when people send an email like this. Very short. I do understand when it might happen, when you might receive an email like this. The person could be quite busy at work, doing lots of things, and then doesn't have time to write you a longish email, if you will, a better email. Um, I know everybody's busy. So being busy is an excuse, if you ask me. You don't have to be that rude to write a short email. It doesn't take long to write an email that could sound a bit more polite, like this example here, okay? Hi, John. Quick question. Have you got an update on Project XYZ? I would really appreciate it if you could send me an update so I can let my manager know about where we are at with the project. Let me know if there is anything you need from me. Thanks for your help. Kind regards, Milena. Okay? I work with John. <laughs> okay, so imagine if you were Milena and you have to write a polite email. Right, amigos? This is what I would write if it were me writing an email to my colleague John, my imaginary colleague John. Sounds much better, right? Cool. So I wouldn't mind receiving an email like this. It's more polite, wouldn't you agree? So what I'd like to focus on today is the closing statement at the end of the email. So the bit where I said in my example, let me know if there is anything else you need from me. That's what I'd like to focus on in today's episode. I would think that it's quite important to write something like that if you are asking for information, if you're requesting information from someone in an email, asking for favors, then it's just a nice thing to do. So you can use this example today if you're going to work today and you need to write some emails, okay? So what are some other examples that you could use? I've got a whole list of examples here. I think I've got about seven examples to share with you today. I'm going to read them out to you first and towards the end of the show, you'll get the chance to repeat a couple of examples after me. I'll select a couple of them and then you can repeat them after me. So what could you write as a closing statement in an email? Okay, number one, let me know if there is anything you need from me. And then you can say, thank you, kind regards, or just regards, it's fine. And then your name, right? The next one, let me know if you need more information. Please let me know if there are any questions. And now something a little bit different. I look forward to our conversation, if you're planning to meet them. I look forward to chatting with you soon. I look forward to meeting you soon. And the last one is a little bit different. Maybe you've heard this one before, maybe not. The last example I'd like to share with you is happy to discuss further if needed. And now you'll get to repeat some of these statements after me. I'll pick three or four since I listed quite a few just now. So... I'm going to say one sentence and then I'm going to pause and then you're going to say it, try to say it yourself. So the first one is, 
Let me know if there is anything you need from me. The next phrase is I look forward to meeting you soon. Two more phrases, one more. Please let me know if there are any questions. Happy to discuss further if needed. Happy to discuss further if needed. Let me just quickly explain the last example a little bit more. The last example was happy to discuss further if needed. Oftentimes, native speakers will omit the first, the beginning of that sentence, which should be I am. So instead of saying, I'm happy to discuss further if needed, native speakers normally abbreviate it and they just say happy to discuss further if needed. And another phrase I'd like to explain here is the phrase, I look forward to. We've covered this phrase already in episode 281, 281. So I'm going to put a link to that episode in the transcription of today's episode. So check it out if you haven't already, that episode 281. Go back to episode 281 to learn how to use the phrase to look forward to something, okay? And that's the phrase you're using in the email. So before we end today's show, amigos y amigas, I'd like to say thank you to those who have completed the listener survey. I keep getting responses from you every day and they're so good, I have to say. They're helping me understand what you guys need help with exactly when it comes to the English language. So having said this, I hope the emails for the work series have been helpful to everyone listening. If you'd like to do the survey, if you have some time to do the survey, it's really quick and answer these seven simple questions, please go to englishmadesimple.net slash survey. And that's it, amigos y amigas. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's part three of how to write emails for work. Would you like to learn more about writing emails? Then send me an email, okay? Send me an email. How about that? Send me an email. Don't be shy. Email me directly at milena at englishmadesimple.net. Don't be shy. <laughs> and if you have any friends who need help with writing emails for work, you're welcome to share this episode with them. Don't forget to share the previous two episodes as well. And you're always welcome to visit englishmadesimple.net slash podcast to continue listening to the rest of the episodes. It's been a pleasure and I hope you've learned something new today. If something wasn't clear, be sure to send me an email, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Even though I don't spend time posting there on the social media, I do check my Insta feeds. So don't be shy to send me a message. You've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Mm-hmm.